0: Now, to show our gratitude, we're not going to be like the other guys and jerk you around and bullshit you. We're going to tell you the truth. Shane Douglas is the
1: man who ignites the new flame of the sport of professional wrestling. The era of the franchise. The era of the ECW. North South Connection Podcast Network. Welcome to the most Extreme, the to violence you'll ever experience here in the North South Connection Extreme through a Dance Podcast. I'm JT, and joining me as always are Matt and Jenny. How are you guys doing? I'm
2: extremely cold. Like it got like below 40 degrees here, y'all. Uh, I'm oh, not kidding.
1: Oh. I know,
2: I know, it's rough. I'm
1: it's, I'm, freezing. Yeah. I'm freezing. I'm freezing. This sounds real tough, Matt JT. And why don't you tell her about what
0: we had here? <laughs> yeah
1: i'll tell you it's been ridiculous like negatives but then the storm was like insane too but i think that storm like hit everything it was like tornadoes in florida snow in north carolina somehow there was snow like down there but like up here was just like more rain and slush and stuff the odd odd winter storm for sure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: we're not we're not prepared for that in the south no. you guys
1: no you're not all right i don't know if we we're prepared for this either talking some extreme wrestling content and we are Experiencing all of the fallout from heat wave 1996, we have three weeks of ECW television to cover tonight before our next big show. You guys, ready to dive in? Let's, Let's do it. Do it. All right. So July 16th, 1996. We open with a recap of a massive brawl that erupted out of what had been an Eliminators pit bulls match. Woven to an issue, of the Bruise Brothers ended up with an ugly beatdown of the Samoan Gangsta Party. And during that brawl, we saw that Shane Douglas was randomly talking to Perry Saturn in the corner. We then get our opening animation. Joey Styles in the Nest. He says the Gangsters have laid out a plan to take out all their enemies, which includes the Eliminators, the Gangsta Party, and the Bruise Brothers. We then get the Gangsters versus the Samoan Gangsta Party from Heatwave 96. Back in the Nest, Joey says the Gangsters have officially challenged all their enemies to a four way dance so they can take them out at once. We then get Mikey Whipwreck versus Paul Lauria from Heat Wave 96, as well as the Eliminators attacking. And, and then we get the full match with the Eliminators taking on Sabu and Mikey from Heat Wave 96. So lots of coverage there. Um, and then we finally get to some different content. Joey's back in the nest. He talks about the consequences of what we just saw. That includes Sabu not letting his neck heal. And now he has to face Rob Van Dam in another stretcher match. On, or another match, this time, a stretcher match on August 3rd. Joey goes over the feud history, the results to date, and then sends us to a world premiere video, which is a recap of the Eliminator's Reign of Terror set to rap music. Uh, so, Jenny, any thoughts on anything to this point, including the setup of RVD and Sabu in the stretcher match?
2: Um, I love the irony of Sabu in a stretcher match because I think he just kind of should live on a stretcher at this point. Like, <laughs> he's, he's, he keeps getting his ass beat. <laughs> And they're like, hey, you're good at this. Um, Let's do a stretcher match. But yeah, I'm hyped for that. Um, A lot of hate there. A lot of bullshit been going on between those two. I like it. Um, And, you know, what a treat getting to see Mikey and Sabu together again um, on that tag match. Maddie?
0: Yeah, uh, it it seems fitting that RVD and Sabu would have a uh, stretcher match to kind of wrap up. Like Jenny said, Sabu should just be... Permanently attached to a stretcher at this point, given he's uh, as I've said before held together by like tape and gum at this point. So let's put him in a stretcher match, cut out the middleman. Uh, the video was good, and I- I'm I'm a- obviously it was a dub, but the dub on the ne- on the uh, uh, the peacock uh, made it sound like it was like great value juvenile or something. It was ju- just I kind of like... liked
2: it. Why do I like this stupid dub
0: music? Uh, it's just like incredibly generic, like SoundCloud rap, <laughs> but. Yeah, uh, the I'm video was great. Bitch.
1: I think it's like, uh, what's it called? With the, uh, where you start to take on, like, your captor. You start to feel... Stockholm uh,
0: Syndrome. It, right? Stockholm Syndrome.
1: I kept wanting to say Munchausen, but yeah, Stockholm <laughs> no, Syndrome. No. I got um, that, too. Don't worry. Where we're so, like, owned by the network and Peacock and the dubs, like, you actually start to just, like, envision those being real. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like Berenstain Bears and Berenstain Bears. Correct. Right, correct. exactly.
1: okay so uh we go ahead here raven is at peach's house with tyler as well talking about how the divorce was sandman's fault and he's taking his own painful history on sandman now so this continues Joey's in the nest, talks about how Dark Raven's going to get in Sandman's head and protect his title and wonders what kind of woman Peaches is and says it's a disgusting family situation. Devon comes in with a chair and says their whole family's situation is disgusting as well. <laughs> He's trying to fix it because he loves them. He won't be like Big Dick and sweep things out of the rug. He wants to fix this attitude problem. Dick sins against the family and he'll pay the ultimate price just like Magic Johnson did. <laughs> but everyone loves him. MJ cries and wins the title on Father's Day But when uh, what about the kids crying in the Honduras Making his shoes What if Adonis kid comes out looking like him Devon warned them he's pure and innocent And he'll inflict his righteous ways upon Big Dick uh, I don't know Matt what you thought about this It was a lot of um, Attempted like Biting pop culture but like not a lot yeah, yeah. of it made sense Like no. Alright so Magic Johnson paid the ultimate price For sitting against his family I guess Yeah michael like, jordan i
2: mean that's not wrong
1: but michael jordan is celebrating a title uh and crying about it but like he's not concerned about the kids crying in outdoors <laughs> i guess that's the most accurate one and then but what if madonna's kid comes out looking with him like i don't even know what that means yeah uh
0: th- this was uh this was something like it, it-, it felt like he-, he was just trying to like you said trying to fit in as many pop culture references as he could and none of them really hit like he kind of had me with the magic johnson line but then he started talking about michael jordan and madonna and then it's like all right like we get it at one point and then i think he ends the promo by saying like he's like a virgin pure and innocent or something like that (laughs) like the hell are we doing but you know i i did like the thing where he says you know he he hits his family with chairs because he he cares about them i thought that was (laughs) uh, that was interesting but uh yeah uh not not the best promo (laughs) we'll see where this goes but uh yeah it just felt like he was trying to shove as many pop culture references as he could in like a 30 second segment
2: the best part of this is watching joey as he's spouting all this because Joey, his reactions are just like, "Are you fucking serious?" <laughs> but I'm pretty sure Devon fucked Madonna, you guys. Um,
0: That's what it that sounds, sounds like
2: right, yeah. And what is love if not a chair to the face, Matt?
0: Duh. I, I guess so. They kind of have guess similar I front, front teeth, enough, apparently.
1: <laughs> Madonna and Devon kind of similar front front teeth issues going on. So. Yeah, yeah. See, they have stuff in common. She yeah. taught him. She taught him Kabbalah. It was a whole thing. <laughs> what uh how about the raven stuff i guess you know about that you still into this uh family drama with raven tyler and peaches
2: of course it's mm-hmm. real fucked up and joey oh, yeah. hates it so much which i love um yeah all of that need
0: more Ra- raven did have a very distracting hairnet on during this promo i don't know what that What's was about. That? <laughs> was that like is that like a grunge thing that i just don't know about like was a hit hair hairnets was kurt cobain wearing hairnets and hairnets on stage Was that a thing yeah, I don't know.
1: Uh, maybe he had just like permed it and he was trying to keep in there in the, in the raid. And I was trying to keep it. Uh... Actually, all right, so I just searched uh, 90s grunge hairnet. And let's see, there's at least one picture of a guy with a hairnet on. I
2: definitely don't associate it with grunge.
0: All right, I, I associate it with lunch lady. Oh,
2: those exactly. picture's from the
0: 50s, not the 90s. Uh, <laughs> 50s grunge. <laughs>
2: He's bringing it yeah. back, you guys.
0: I don't know.
1: 90s hairnet style. Let me look one last. If anyone knows about this 90s hairnet style, let us know.
2: <laughs> Y'all, he was helping yeah, out not? at the soup kitchen downtown, and mm-hmm. he forgot mm-hmm. to take it off
0: before his promo. I,
1: I think know. he just got a perm. Yeah, I think he just got a before perm, that. and he was going in the rain. <laughs> Such when an
0: protected. upstanding citizen like Raven working at a soup kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gordon
1: and, Todd Gordon and Fonzie, uh, we had the Lumberjack match clips from last night. Tess tried to come to ringside, with the lumberjacks kept him away, which allowed Fonzie to smash Gordon with Axel Rotten's bat and pick up the win while blowing his whistle and bleeding from his eye. So, I like how this feud just like randomly pops up every six months or so. Like, you think that they're done, and like every now and then we'll get a clip of some random brawl that they had. Right. So they just
2: hate each other so much.
1: It's an odd, odd feud we keep dipping back to. Taz is uh, doing calf razors on the bleachers. <laughs> and uh, Fonzie rants about how hard he trains and all the hard work he puts in while in Tampa. He wouldn't even take a break for a massage of Fonzie. So Fonzie went for an hour massage. He gave a $20 tip. And when he came back, Taz was still training. Taz says he's been training his whole life for a man that will never face him in a match they'll never give him. So he continues to call out and rant about Sabu, who just continues to ice him completely and have no interest in any of this.
2: As I there was a, though, Yeah, yeah, with yeah, well the... <laughs> The Sabu T-shirt on the wall, mm-hmm. like motivation for his calf raises. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Like, I'm going to raise my calf so hard. On
1: these F-
0: Fonzie, I, I love you, really, I do. But I don't need to hear about your massages, man. For no, God's Oh, no thank
1: you. He's a good tipper.
0: I always love how he brags about all the money, the extra money tips and stuff.
1: Look, he should have tipped a lot it's more. Not free <laughs> All right, time for our Pulp Fiction. We start with New Jack mocking the death of Smoky Mountain Wrestling. He says Jim Cornette still owes him money. He calls him an undercover racist. Mustafa says he owes him hundred dollars, and Jack calls him a pimp. So, uh, definitely pissing on the grave here of Smoky Mountain, which has now gone under, and taking their shots at Jim Cornette. Of course, they had their issues with when they were there. It's part of that uh, feud and, and why they ended up leaving. Joey talks about the mayhem from last week. He has up Heatwave 96 home video. The Eliminators interrupt and talk about the big four-way dance. They said they will show why they're the best. We then get Saturn bragging about goading Sabu into a fight. Stevie says he had a painful childhood and an adult life as well. Lee talking shit about Sandman. All the family stuff means nothing to him, but he'll have Raven's back because he has his soul. Stevie nurses his cut and Blue Meanie comes to check on him but Stevie chases him away. We then see Blue Dust with his girlfriends as it's time to get extreme. And he comes out of the closet, takes off his wig and dances around, and she says she loves a man with class. Shane Douglas rants about his belt. Raven laughs with Sandman's family. Douglas says he'll be TV champion once again, and he's a self-made legend. The gangsters talk and shit on the Bruise Brothers and Samoan Gangster Party while standing in the road. And then the Gangster Party pull up and talk shit. They honk horns, and they all start to brawl in the street, including a disgusting brain buster mm. on New Jack in the middle of the road. The gangster party then put Mustafa's head behind one of the wheels of the car <laughs> and threatened to back over him. They say, this isn't WCW. This isn't WF. It's ECW. They say, we won't do it this time. And next time, they're going to treat Mustafa like a $20 hoe. And then they drive off into the night and the night. Um, this is a wild fight and segment at the end of this uh, Pulp Fiction. And, like, the gangster party definitely took things to the next level here. <laughs> the brain buster on the street was real ugly looking. And, like, they basically threatened to murder Mustafa. They don't, <laughs> but they're gonna. I don't know, Matt, what'd you think of this?
0: Yeah, I mean, they kind of had to do something with uh, Samoan Gangsta Party just because of how they got booed out of the fucking building the last time they were there. So, I mean, I, I get them trying to do something at least i don't know if it's necessarily gonna work <laughs> because of how much the ecw crowd hated him like poison but at least i'll, I'll give him an a for trying <laughs> to do something mm-hmm. with them but uh yeah the other thing too is uh, new jack while he was uh, making fun of uh smoky mountain also had a noose around his neck which <laughs> was uh, quite something saying cornet owes him money and all that stuff like and then there was the the segment where he goes through everybody uh, in that four-way match he says uh, mm-hmm. He he calls them uh, the Bruce Brothers, Tennessee living, long haired, tobacco chewing, motorcycle riding punks. <laughs> and then he says about Saturn, he says Saturn's eyes go all kind of witchy ways, <laughs> and, that, and that Cronus is as crazy as a water bug. I mean, I think it's which witchy woman was coming from? Definitely. It must be. I mean, they got it, the Eagles stole it from New Jackson. Witchy
1: ways. <laughs>
0: But yeah, this uh, this Pulp Fiction was great as per usual, and uh, this was, this whole thing was the new Jack Show. Basically, he was awesome during this.
2: Pay the hose, pay the hose, Maddie. Um, I like how Joey says it was complete mayhem this week. Like it's not every
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> We're
2: watching this, um, why why Blue Meanie and Stevie fighting? What's going on with them?
1: I think Stevie's just frustrated.
2: Poor Stevie. I think the
1: pecking order, right? Me and he's kind of Stevie's lackey, so mm-hmm. he's probably taking it right. out of him, right?
2: I'm feeling bad for Stevie at this point, which is weird mm-hmm. for me. I usually don't have that feeling. Um, and goddamn, yeah, we needed we needed something to up um, the gangs. I mean, the gangsters are fucking crazy, like, and and we like Matt said, we were not impressed with anything that we saw from gang- uh, the Samoan party or whatever. So uh i kind of love this and i thought they were gonna run over his head <laughs> like <laughs> accidentally maybe <laughs> like oh shit i mean I you're gonna, gonna
1: have him. a lot I'm of faith if you mustafa right that yeah. they're gonna fuck this up and back up an yeah. accident
2: um you know the the shaky camera angle everything just like really added to it. like it looked real legit and mm-hmm. uh it was an awesome way um to end the
1: episode And that's like, you know, we always talk about how they do the little things so right. Mm -hmm. And part of that really is too, like, you know, WWE or even WCW in later years, like some of the stuff is like, well, why is our camera there, right? (laughs) Like, but like Mm -hmm. this always has a reason. Why there's a camera there? Because they have this segment of the show where there's a roving camera getting random interviews with people. So yes, it makes perfect sense that there'd be a camera out in the middle of the road when the gangsters get jumped by the gangster party. So like, everything is always just grounded as absurd as some of the stuff can be in some form of reality. And that it's mm-hmm. just, this like violent, insane, you know, street fight, blood and guts promotion that Brain yes, busters there's a lot of
2: concrete, <laughs> there's a lot of real
1: wrestling, but there's a lot of anger too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's the end of that one. I don't know if you guys had any awards for this. It wasn't too much okay. of a episode, but no, I mean, the best moment to me was definitely the street brawl. Yeah. uh madonna's baby in the magic age <laughs> was the 90s moment <laughs> jesus and i thought taz fonzie and the gangsters all had like a great showing so
0: yeah yeah this uh, for me this was the new jack show he was awesome during this whole thing right mostly and because, because of fiction
1: <laughs> well and if you throw all that new stuff that we talked about on top of those matches from heatwave like it's a mm-hmm. really good hour
0: oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah you know
1: what i mean like definitely when you add in the gangster's match from heat wave the whip wreck stuff with sabu like mm-hmm. yeah that's a that's a big hour right there of pro wrestling all right let's go ahead a week uh, to a really clipified show this is july twenty yes. third, 1996 we open with joey narrating the clip of the uh, Samoan gangsta party attack uh, that we just talked about Joey says, even though they're politically incorrect in ECW, they do not condone actions like that. They urge the gangster party to turn themselves in because authorities have promised they will receive fair treatment if they do. <laughs> <laughs> do you right. trust the authorities at all, Matt? Do you Do you feel like they would just kind of let this one go? Uh,
0: sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, what they really do, Justin.
0: Right, exactly.
2: Right,
1: yeah. All right, opening animation. Uh, Joey's in the nest. He sets up our big night ahead, including a very loaded main event. He says ECW is often criticized for going beyond the extreme, but even they are disgusted by the charades of Raven and Lori Fullington. We then see Raven, Lori, and Tyler at Sandman's house. Raven says Tyler's joy and happiness of youth is being transferred to Raven. <laughs> Raven's pain has been transferred to Tyler. And Lori says she'll do anything to sacrifice uh, anything for Raven. So, Jenny, what did you think of this uh, raven's uh, madman stuff here that he's trans- he's swapping joy and happiness with uh pain with poor tyler
2: i thought it was amazing because i feel like tyler's really hamming it up in these mm-hmm. promos too because
1: mm-hmm.
2: it looked and they've got it filmed like um what is it like a sepia tone kind of like right it's, you know it looks weird and uh it just looks like that's what's happening to tyler like they're really selling like like this whole energy force transfer which (laughs) i kind of love like that's real fucked up and uh i love that the mom is in for it like peaches is a piece of shit of course she's doing this shit um and you know her motivation for getting back at sandman is stronger than anything else it's awesome Mm -hmm. i love this
0: who knew that uh, Raven was an energy vampire? I mean, <laughs> you, learn, you learn new stuff every time, to- every week on ECW. Yeah, this was—it's uh, <laughs> something. I mean, it just just the lengths that Raven is willing to go <laughs> to to uh, piss Sandman off is fantastic, and the fact that Lori is going along with it. it, it this storyline <laughs> so far—it's just—it's incredible stuff. It's—he's he, such a shit bag, and it works. It's awesome. This was fantastic oh. stuff.
1: It's the ultimate payback for all shenanigans earlier with uh, Tommy Cairo and everything. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just keep wondering, like, how do they top in this, like? Right. But they always do somehow.
1: So. Well, I feel like yeah, we felt that way uh, on every permutation of yeah. every feud we've ever seen uh, on since we started this podcast. It's like Jesus, keep coming up with the next thing, and like when you think about it, we've sidetracked into Raven and Sandman and Dreamer and Lee but mm-hmm. we haven't really resolved dreamer right. and raven either like right. that's mm-hmm. still an open issue it out lingers there. always yeah we're, we're going to come back to it at some point i'm sure um but it's something that's in the ether out there that we still have to pay off so it's just crazy how they can have these multiple high-level stories and we're not even sitting here like oh they left us un- unresolved because we know that <laughs> right. like we know right. and it w- they needed the break too so like mm-hmm. it was shrewd because tommy raven was like you know over a year straight pretty much like right through with lots of twists and turns, but still just a full year of them involved with each other every week. So we were due for like some kind of break and they found a way to make the break even, you know, work well. And I can't say Tommy, Brian Lee's like super exciting, but right. like Lee's been well protected enough. And that feud has been vicious enough to at least be entertaining when we have to watch it. All right. So this show wraps up with the full four way match from heat wave that we talked about uh, on our last episode, Jericho, Douglas, Scorpion, Pitbull 2, where Douglas won the title. J- just an amazing match. We covered hey. it in full. Mm-hmm. Imagine seeing that on this weekly
0: podunk late-night TV. <laughs> right. I was going to say, speaking of great hours of TV, Jesus, getting that match in full. Yeah, I mean, that's like, this might be a rare, like, 10 out of
1: 10 TV episode mm-hmm. if we graded it based on that. But since we've already talked about the match, we're not going to have a... Um. Okay, any other thoughts on that episode?
0: No. Nope. Matt, you want to talk about anything else you've got going on in the podcast world before we get to our final episode? Sure. You can find me over on the Place to Be Nation pop feed on my show, Piece of the Action. I should have a new episode of that out in February. So definitely give that a listen you can find me on the place to be nation wrestling feed on a f- bunch of different shows. I'm on YouTube roulette. I am on, uh, the returning now, uh, the now, uh, since returned since the last episode, highway to the impact zone, we are back in full swing on that. So definitely give all that a listen and you can find me on the Twitter at msusa 1991.
1: Jenny, want to talk about the Jenny position?
2: Oh sure, yeah, my podcast feed is called the Jenny position. Uh, right now you can hear an episode of you heard about Pluto. Uh, where we, me and Logan Croslin watched CSI uh, so that was really fun. I got to know a little bit more about Logan um, stuff. I didn't know, so that was fun. And then um, in the latest freak out drive in I watched sleep away camp uh, with my friend Rocco Martone and that mm-hmm. was a really fun episode as well. Um, you can find everything that I do linked on Twitter at Jenny position.
1: All right, and right here in the North South Connection, of course, we have great stuff dropping almost each and every day. Uh, This weekend, we'll have some big shows hitting with, you know what that means, our AEW podcast, as well as the new episode of No Holes Barred. And, um, of course, all of our usuals dropping over the past week or so as well, And new Now Entering the Rumble hit. It's very exciting here in 2022. Aaron George has wrapped up the year that was with his final two years. He came back to finish that off. Uh, So I highly recommend listening to the last two episodes, 97, 87. Uh, Both were uh, really well done, and and uh, we're a fitting end to this journey. And we'll see what he has up his sleeve next. And, of course, I always want to hype up WWE War, Wrestling Above Replacement. That's every other Friday with me and Marcus. where We're breaking down every WWE uh, pay-per-view season based on a plus-minus metric system. So we have a lot of fun getting into the nerdgasm, scientific breakdown of those shows. As scientific as this gets, anyway. And, Jenny, of course, you and I are very thrilled to be back with TNA Never Dies. Mm-hmm. Every other Tuesday with Aaron, just uh, the descent into his insanity, breaking down 0-3 <laughs> uh, NWA TNA pay-per-views. So.
2: I like how we always blame Aaron for that, like we're not absolutely insane as well.
1: <laughs> well, I just picture it like it's his descent into insanity caused <laughs> by us and TNA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Caused by us, okay.
1: It's a group effort is what I'm hearing. We're part of the infection that caused him to be insane.
2: Okay, yeah. I like
1: that. I like that take. So, yeah. Uh, And then also, just really quickly, um, every two to three weeks or so, my new show, Behind the Connection, where I have a little sit-down with uh, various colleagues and friends and other folks in the podcast world. We sit down, watch some random pro wrestling and just talk. And I was very excited about this new episode that just dropped uh on Wednesday this week it was uh with my good friend Graham Cawthon, who is the purveyor of the history of duty.com and a very interesting history as a wrestling fan. Traveled around a lot as a military kid. Uh so we talk about who he discovered wrestling and how he created the website and everything in between. So uh it was a really fun chat. Him and I hadn't caught up in a while. So be sure to check that out. And continue to check out everything at the North South Connection. All right, let's get to our final episode. Then July thirtieth, we get our Heat ninety six graphic. Joey's intro to the show, including his interaction with Taz and Fonzie. The return of beatdown of nine one one, as well as Taz revealing that Joel Gertner would be his new personal ring announcer. We get some opening animation, and then we had the Joey in the Nest talking up all the ramifications of what we just saw. Talks about the legend of nine one one, who was the toughest man on earth. Everyone he chokeslammed in his time in ECW until Taz finally took him down. And Joey reminds us that Taz has choked out, everyone that chose Taz has choked out to get to this point. If 911 can't stop Taz, then who will? Back in the nest, Joey hypes up August 3rd, while Raven will defend against Sandman. We see clips from Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania this past weekend, when Raven used Lori and Tyler Fullington to play mind games yet again. Raven is supposed to defend against JT Smith, but things went south. So we head over to a fan cam from Jim Thorpe. But before we do that, it is time for our Italian lesson of the week. All right. You guys excited?
2: Yes.
1: Been Always. Waiting. All week. Okay. Well, Today's word is STATAZIT! What sorry. does <laughs> STATAZIT! Can I hear you try it please?
2: Say it
1: again.
2: STATAZIT!
1: STATAZIT! STATAZIT! It means shut up! Stop talking! <laughs> well... STATAZIT! I'm trying to concentrate! <laughs> Statazit, you fuckers, got on. <laughs> so next time you're angry at someone or want them to shut up and stop talking, just yell Statazit.
2: Statazit, you people, you Someone tuts. has been dealing
1: with a with a long headache <laughs> that has not gone away. Mm. Uh, I've uh, very often have a or have
0: yelled Statazit.
1: <laughs>
0: Statazit, I'll have to write that down. I will save all the.
1: Baseball. Of all the words I think we've gone over, we've had 16 of them so far in this dictionary. I think this is the one I heard the most as a kid. Oh, <laughs> I bet. <laughs> definitely. Fangul and Satazit But definitely Satazit. <laughs> it's a good one. It's anyway.
2: flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> anxiety
1: yeah PTSD. i think like i should go back and watch some of my home home movies and see if i can find any
0: uh <laughs> any
1: other words buried in there but there you go so we head over to jim thorpe uh, and uh jt smith wanted to say hi to tyler fullington but Raven <laughs> set the and blocked him <laughs> and then baited sandman who came in and cleaned house of the fbi and the nest with a cane uh but Raven stood uh, tall in the corner with tyler standing in front of him Samman went to swing but tyler stepped in his way raven did uh, and then tyler did raven's post, and that allowed stevie to super kick sandman and then the fbi and the nest worked together to beat sandman down so matt what do you think the segment i thought it was a pretty good use again like we've seen many times of fan cam footage to help push this along and i always you know in a world of ecw where we don't have the good guys and the bad guys and like yeah. you know like the good or with the good but like it happens a little bit enough to where Like, it just makes everyone feel like they're out for themselves, but also happy to cause mayhem where they can. So, like, (laughs) even though the FBI is not buddy, buddy with the flock, they're more than happy to be involved in this, like, you know, shitting on Sandman where they can.
0: Yeah, that 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 was uh, the most interesting thing I took out of this was that FBI and uh, Raven's crew teaming up to take out Sandman. I thought that was interesting. Like, it wasn't something I was really expecting when I saw that Raven was defending the title against J.T. Smith. I thought it was just going to be, you know, basically a squash and then maybe Sandman would come out and chaos would ensue. But to see uh, FBI and Raven's crew team up was kind of interesting. And it was a good segment. It was good for what it was. You know, again, Tyler just gets it. Whatever it is, he gets Mm -hmm. it. He's just, he's really great in this role with uh, Raven and you know, I've said it before the fan cam stuff and you just mentioned that the fan cam stuff is incredible how they make every show feel like, you know, anything right. could, happen. You could see but, something. Yeah, right. It's it's such a great way to do, you know, smaller house shows by doing, mm-hmm. you know, random matches. There are big segments that you may see on TV. So, yeah, this is really great stuff. And the cool right. thing, too, with like, sorry,
1: this the cool the cool thing, too. um With such a built in character trait like Raven has with the mind wash stuff like you don't even need to hear it or be told to just infer that the FBI probably were like under his mind control at this point Mm -hmm. in the night like he you know just by him being there with them convince them to help beat down Sandman right like you could make that leap and it's believable within this world because we've been so conditioned to know that Raven just gets in these guys heads.
2: Right, that was going to be my point, too. The boys are real dumb, you guys, mm. uh, on FBI. <laughs> so um, uh, Raven being able to control their thoughts, not exactly a, a giant leap. And like you said, we don't even need to be told that in this random barn and wherever they are. Um, that uh, Michigan,
0: Raven, I believe. Michigan, <laughs> right,
2: that's right. Jim uh, Thorpe,
1: Pennsylvania. Dude, that's Gym. right.
2: <laughs> uh, and then anytime I get to see Sal, you know, love that. So he was there. For the beatdown as well so always pop for him and
1: uncle sal
2: Uncle Sally uh oh, poor Sandman I mean boy Tyler's really gonna be grounded when this shit's over you guys
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right Joey's up in the nest talking about the feud between Sabu and RVD the history and the stretcher match coming on August third we then go to Heat Wave for back-to-back matches, both El Puerto de taking on Luis Piccoli, and then Piccoli's really great showing against Sabu from Heat Wave as well. Joey's in the nest. Says they don't condone heinous actions and behavior like the gangster party unleashed last week, but we do get clips of it again. Joey says it may be the most criminal action ever captured on a sports television program. Hmm. Joey says a warrant is out for the Simone gangster party. They're still interjecting themselves in matches. They got involved in Allentown, where they jumped the gangsters during a match with the Eliminators. We see clips of that, where they came to a side door, laid waste with the assistant Eliminators, but the champions attacked them as well, and they brawled. Joey says it's one thing to act extreme, but another to act criminal. They went to Warwick, Pennsylvania at a brand new hockey arena called Twin Rinks, which uh, sounded like a movie, perhaps, on Tim Cable's. Uh, work drive.
0: <laughs> 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 we
1: then get fan cam footage of a wild gangsters, Bruce Brothers brawl that saw the Samoa gangsters probably show up yet again and get involved. And the gangsters still end up winning the match. Joey gives final hype for the four way dance. So, Jay, those are a lot of cool build up here to continue to showcase the brutal, violent chaos that's going on in the tag division uh, with all these guys.
2: Brutal, violent chaos. That is it. In the hockey ring. You Twin like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. like, I want to go see wrestling at, at hockey. Um, it, it looked like a fun environment, I will mm. say, like a fun show to be at. And they just don't care where they are. They're just going to bring all the insanity, no matter what, um, and put on a show wherever they are. So this was awesome. Another great step in the story.
0: I would agree. Uh, complete and utter chaos. Again, Samoan Gangsta Party looks the best they've ever looked yes. during this and the episode last week. Uh, and, you know, I just said it. You know, these shows in uh, Allentown, Michigan and Warwick, Michigan. I mean, obviously, they're, uh, <laughs> these people got uh, uh, quite a show. Yeah, I will say, uh, you know, we never did get, as far as we're concerned, a Gangsta's Eliminators match <laughs> without interference. So, mm-hmm. I mean. I feel like eventually I would like to see that at some point, but for what they did here and what it was going to set up, it was really uh, well done. Just violent chaos all over the place. And uh, I have seen wrestling at a hockey rink. It's highly recommended.
2: Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Yes. Highly recommended.
1: Did you enjoy twin rinks?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was right next to Twin
2: Peaks. (laughs) What if we combined wrestling and hockey (laughs) and the wrestlers were on hockey skates?
0: I have been asking for that for years.
2: It just seems scared. like the next evolution.
0: Mm-hmm. I can't skate. I have weak ankles. <laughs> oh, I can't it's, skate either. No, but no, no. It'd be fun to watch. It's really funny.
1: I'm clumsy as fuck. I can't skate. It's scary. I like I have the balance. I just can't. My ankles aren't strong enough. It's a shit show. Even I used to. I tried rollerblading like in high school, college, when it was kind of cool. Like me and my buddy Don would go, and I just couldn't even do that either. My ankles would just like turn in unless I had like super tight rollerblades.
2: Gotta tap them things up.
1: Mm. Like fucking Bambi's mom out there. <laughs> a shot.
2: Bambi's mom.
1: Like she got shot like where her legs just get out. <laughs> <laughs> or I guess Bambi on the ice. That's
0: different. <laughs> yeah. <Bambi laughs> Joey's in the me. nest. Close
1: Joey's down. in the nest. Saturday we'll get a dream tag partner match with Brian Lee and Tommy Dreamer. Lee picked Taz as his partner. We get clips from FanCam where Lee battled Terry Gordy. That included Richards, Tommy, and Taz all getting involved. Lee took out Gordy with the Asian Spike. We see photos from backstage where Gordy was hurt, but he stopped Dreamer from calling Terry Funk to be his partner because Gordy says he has other better ideas for revenge. Lee is backstage and says, this is ECW and he rules, it's not Smoky Mountain, and that Dreamer should dream up a partner because his partner (laughs) choked out Tommy. Taz and Fonzie backstage are hoping Sabu will be the dream partner. Taz says he would choke out the old fuck funk or the fat fuck violin if it's them. (laughs) And he begs for Sabu. Dreamer then added to the mystery and says it won't be Sabu, but it's the one man Taz sweats. Taz is backstage and laughs off Tommy's comments and says he told Tommy three years ago that he may sweat one guy. A maybe, but Tommy doesn't have his phone number and doesn't even know who he is. It was a maybe. And he knows Tommy's too dumb to remember who the guy is. Tommy comes in and says he remembers getting pulled apart by a bunch of wrestlers. And I, I guess this is a good way to heat this up. Mm -hmm. it felt like a little too cute. Like sometimes they go a little too high concept. Um, And this felt like one of them, like just say like, I'm going to pick like a really great, like we don't need them saying, ah, there's one guy back four years ago that Taz mentioned. And you know, all of a sudden Taz was like, well, there was one, but maybe not, but I don't like, I don't know. It it felt like a little counterintuitive to the way they've been building Taz. And I think they could have done this just like a different way. But I mean again I'm never going to discredit them for trying to go a little bit above and beyond and be different. So I don't
2: thing. know. I think I was into it just because Taz does seem to have a little bit I mean as badass as he is it's just it's like that part of him that keeps harping on Sabu like that little like I don't know that that little part mm-hmm. of him that is is insecure. Right. I feel right. that's what mm. um Tommy was trying to tap into, like, hey, remember that one guy and then Maze Taz go like, Oh fuck, what did I say? Four years right, ago. Right. Oh my god. So like he's like, Oh shit, you know, like maybe he got caught a little bit. You know, I don't know. I kinda liked it, it was a little bit cutesy, I'm not gonna mm. lie, but I was into it. Um it was more Taz focused than fonzie focused, so that's always good for me. <laughs> and um we don't really get to see them like face-to-face, like Dreamer and Taz, like that right. much. Um, so it, it, I did like the little locker room tie-up in the back and, and Tommy like throwing down the paperwork, getting getting drug out of the room. So I don't know. I was pretty into it, Matt.
0: Yeah, I, I was fine with it. I, I, it was a little too cute for its own good, but I, I think overall it was fine. I mean, it's... Uh, I don't want to say it's a kind of a random tag match, but it's like kind of like a thrown together type of tag match. So, I mean, they found a way to heat it up a little bit for this, you know, this mystery partner thing. So, I mean, I'll I'll give them an A for trying. But, uh, yeah, it it adds a neat wrinkle to the match as to who it was going to be. And, uh, yeah, Taz was really great here, as always. Uh, The the line he had about Funk, I'll choke him out in a New York minute. Yeah, uh, yeah i mean uh, more taz promos please <laughs> just yeah, did you think yeah. did you guys think it could be funk based on the way we were talking uh, you y- never yeah. know I mean, you <laughs> never know but I, I i thought there was a chance like right. i had i had no idea who it was gonna be so but uh, yeah it could have easily been funk
2: i don't really have any desire to see any more funk in the ecw so um i was kind of not hoping for that but I do like at the end when Taz like tries to like psych himself up and be like, "Okay, I'm gonna face my fears. I'm gonna bite him." <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, what we if we do it,
0: get? The, what if it was Dory Funk, Johnny? <laughs> uh, maybe. We already got some of him too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we did
2: get a little bit of him, but
1: we do get one more fan cam with Fonzie and Taz. Taz says he faces his fears, while Sabu won't. On August 3rd, Taz will Taz will face his fears and tell Tommy to bring him. We get clips of the feud between Sabu and RVD clips of Shane winning the TV title, Francine's turn on the pit balls and then Raven and Sandman's issues with Tyler and Lori at the heart of everything. So another a really good episode to wrap things up again. It's wasn't a ton of new for us, but just enough in here to get us excited for our next episode, which will be uh, looking at full at the very big ACW arena show on August 3rd, uh, which would later be entitled the doctor is in, which I don't know if that tipped you off, Matt at all. What's <laughs> your, that name of who this mystery guy could be. But, Uh, We'll save that for two weeks.
2: Oh, God. (laughs) Of course, that's not (laughs) at all obvious to anyone that knows anything about anything.
0: Look, I don't care. It wasn't obvious to me. I thought it was. Okay, (laughs) thank God. (laughs) Even after you saw the name, you didn't piece it together? It didn't, yeah. I, I did not put... I'm very stupid, you guys. It
2: was the stretchers uh, that threw me off. I
1: thought that right. Even,
0: even with who's involved,
1: like yes, Terry know. Gordy and... No? Still didn't tip you off? Nope. No? No, it didn't.
2: Look, I'm right good. Yeah, I'm I bet you guys dumb, were surprised. Real dumb. Raven would mind control the fuck out of me, y'all.
0: <laughs> See, I, I thought the doctor thing was tied to the stretcher match. Gee, you that's right, what I
1: thought right. as well. Okay. Well, good. And I'm glad you guys get to enjoy the surprise, which <laughs> right. we will cover in two weeks' time. I'll uh be shocked. When we get there to hit that. All right. So this is a lot of fun as always uh, covering the ECW uh, TV. I'm excited for the doctors Zoom. we get some big matches on tap and it feels like we've been in the summer for a while because so much is constantly happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we'll, yeah. It's
2: just all the build that they've done to this show. Like it's been amazing. It's everything feels high stakes. You look forward to every match. Like it, it looks to be a banger of a show. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I would agree For sure Is there anything
1: Right now Like you're done with Or are you into everything
0: Uh For me I'm kind of getting over The Dudley stuff They need to do yes. something Yes They gotta do something more Than what they've been doing
1: So you just me As far as Dick and Devon
0: Yeah Like they need They need to blow that off And move on I'm kind of I'm kind of getting over it
1: hmm.
0: I'm well, kind of done I, with I'm kind of done with Mikey so
1: Um not having something. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one too.
0: I've
2: been done with that. Mm. Um, like with the Dudleys, like th- maybe that was their attempt with um, Theon's promo to tr- try to do something, you know, other than the same shit that they've been doing.
1: Right. So mm-hmm.
2: maybe that's his attempt to move that forward.
1: What are you most into right now,
0: Raven Salmon?
2: It's way up there, yeah.
0: It's gotta yeah. be. And Taz. I'm, Taz, I'm, yeah, I'm the Taz stuff. Taz. Yeah,
1: he's been awesome consistently. All right, well, that'll do it for us here. We'll be back in two weeks' time. Make sure check out everything on the feeds we mentioned earlier, the different shows we're all on. We appreciate all of the support here in 2022 as we continue to matriculate through the year 96 in ECW. And I've always said it, guys, that this, this uh, podcast series excites me because it's the one where you can actually – See hitting the full encapsulation of this promotion mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. this podcast. Like, it's realistic that we could do this and we're going to do it. We're going to capture the entire history of ECW on this show and we're right in uh, some of their peak stuff. So it's really exciting. So. For Jenny and Matt, I'm JT. Everyone stay extreme. We'll talk to you in two weeks. Seven. The first thing I heard, I stole the credit card from Chris Webber. I never
0: knew that, but who's that? And next, I heard them riding around smoking crack and the back of my homies legs. And be the broke ass, There's no cash busters trying to quote. That's why the town got rid
1: of show. I think you bust the Browns, need to wise up before we ride up. Stop, sew up
0: your block and sew them lives up. Once. Don't trip. Don't no trip.